Welcome back to the Selective Listening Podcast. My name is Aaron Schilb, and I am here alone this week. I'm just here to do a quick little, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a quick little bio about who I am and what I what I do here in Nashville, because I know there's a lot of people out there who are listening who do know what I am and who I do, and whoops, I said that backwards. But uh, what I'm here to talk about is a little bit about my life and why uh, I started this podcast and uh, just, just, I mean, who, who doesn't know anything about me? Most of you. So uh, let's just start at the beginning. I uh, started selective listening as a uh, means of kind of starting a pun podcast because uh, as some of you might know and others of you might not know is I've actually lost about, in, at least in my left ear, 99% of my hearing and in my right ear, probably about 75% of my hearing. And that all began when I was probably nine or 10 years old. I failed a beep test when I was in elementary school. You know, the ones where they put the gigantic rubber headphones on and they make you hold your left hand or your right hand up, depending on where you hear the beep. And I failed that test years in a row. And eventually the teachers or whoever, I think it was like the librarian (laughs) that made us uh, take that test. Uh, The librarian told my parents and advised that I should actually... Uh, probably go get an official hearing test. So by that time, I was probably 11 years old when I got my first real hearing test. And uh, then that was subsequently followed by getting a uh, CAT scan where it revealed that inside of both of my ears, in the middle ear, where the bones are, so there's the hammer, the anvil, and the stirrup. Those are at least the uh, colloquial names for each of those bones. I have a disease called otosclerosis that uh, causes all of those bones to harden together. And as that spreads, it goes into your cochlea and hardens that as well, which all results in progressive degenerative hearing loss. And uh, that kind of has been getting worse as I have grown older. And just like the doctor said when I was 10, uh, by the time you're 30, you're going to be almost completely deaf. And boy, howdy, were they spot on. So... Uh, Let's see, April 25th of 2022 this year, I went to the Vanderbilt University Medical Center and got a cochlear implant surgery on my left ear, which is where they make an incision behind your ear and put a uh, device in. So they drill a hole through your skull and uh, thread an electrode through your cochlea, which is shaped kind of like a cinnamon roll. And from there, that attaches to an uh, a, like a magnet, and then they suture you back up. And then a couple of weeks later, you go back, and they do what's called an activation. That is where they give you the outside device that connects to the internal part. And the outside device has a battery that looks much like a hearing aid, except it's gigantic. And the battery and the outside device power the internal part. So... Uh, this is supposed to help people hear, and uh, what I didn't know going into it was that it's going to be a super long process, and it's not going to be like normal hearing at all, at all. I cannot stress how this does not sound like anything a normal hearing person hears. So the hearing aid in my right ear transmits a regular auditory signal through acoustic hearing, which is just volume and pitch and dynamic and all of the things that all of the regular people, you hearing people as they call them, uh, hear. And in my left ear now, 
uh, I basically get a monotone signal coming through the device. And uh, as I get used to it over time, it's going to kind of adjust and I go back and do what are called mapping appointments. And that is where I have to keep a record of what I can and cannot hear with the device in my left ear. And uh, then the audiologists can program that to better hear these sounds that I can't hear right now. So, for example, some of the things that I've been keeping track of uh, in my little implant journal, uh, I can hear water running. So that means I can hear the sh sound, the sh sound. I can hear the s like in a like a snake hissing, like all of these s's that I'm saying right now. I can hear like uh, the t and terrible or uh, birds chirping. So a lot of what that is is very high-frequency sound, things that I haven't been able to hear for decades. Uh, but on the much longer list of things I can't hear, I can't hear most vowels. Like, I can't hear uh, U or E or I, uh, or excuse me, I. Like, it, it's very weird. I can't hear the letter B at all. Uh, I can't hear dogs barking or cars driving by. So there's just a lot of things that I can't hear right now. Uh, there are several different steps in the process of having a cochlear implant that uh, that you have to go through. And the first one is uh, just recognizing that there is sound. And that happens almost immediately uh, from when they plug it in and turn you on. And uh, basically it just starts sounding like noise. And that's still a lot of the phase that I'm in right now is just noise. Uh, the second phase is, uh, I forget exactly the word that it is. Uh, called or whatever they use to define it, but it's being able to recognize like where a sound is coming from and uh, What that means is not like the direction so to speak, but it means uh, Whether or not I'm hearing a dog barking or if I'm hearing my friends talk or listening to music play or anything like that So just being able to di differentiate between different sounds uh, Next is being able to learn how to hear those consonants and vowel sounds again uh, then you move on to being able to understand words and then finally understand phrases and normal speech. So it's a very long process and for a lot of people it takes a minimum of six months for it to really be able to do anything. But what they tell you is that you have to leave the device on and activated as much as possible, no matter how much you hate it. And let me tell you, boy, do I hate this right now. It is it's just noise. It kind of sounds like uh, for the most part, it sounds like stadium lights buzzing. I've described it as that. It kind of sounds like a child's like toy megaphone that turns your voice into a robot. Uh, it sounds like a lot of just buzzing and hissing noise right now. But every now and then I'll be able to differentiate a sound that I'm actually hearing. Uh, like, for example, when I was watching Family Guy at my house the other day, I can hear the character Brian the dog talking because of whatever pitch that Seth MacFarlane's voice broadcasts at, uh, that is exactly what I can kind of start to understand. But for example, I can't hear mid-range frequencies, and uh, that is where most speech comes through, particularly uh, women's voices who speak a little bit higher and with a little bit less uh, low-frequency bass tone, kind of like you can hear in my speaking voice. So right now, I can't hear characters like Meg Griffin or Lois Griffin, but I can hear uh, Brian and uh, some like some other characters and other TV shows. So it's very weird being able to recognize some sounds and uh, not being able to recognize others. Something that a lot of people have been asking about, though, is how it affects my perception of music. 
given that I run a company here in Nashville called Nashville Tour Stop, we do lots of live music shows where there's writer's rounds and bands, and I'm constantly having to listen to music both at my office and uh, out at bars and at venues. People are asking what that sounds like. And uh, it's very weird right now because I have two different ears hearing two different sounds. My right ear hears music normally, just like everyone else. And then my left ear is noise. It is buzzing. So I'm trying to differentiate those two sounds to still be able to listen to music. Uh, a friend of mine named Zoe Nutt, who I believe has had her cochlear implant for about three years, said that eventually uh, pitch and dynamic do start to come back a little bit. But it's not like hearing a, uh, a super dynamic chord where there's lots of notes. Uh, you, it's very difficult to differentiate between the different sounds, uh, unlike with a regular hearing ear, whatever you want to call it, that is a little bit more uh, in tune, so to speak, to what everyone else hears. Uh, so right now, uh, I don't really hear much of anything with my left ear. I do recognize that there is sound, and that is progress that is... Uh, just at the very beginning of the process that I have ahead of me. So I go back in June for my first mapping, officially mapping appointment, where they start to program it a little bit better. And each subsequent appointment, I should, in theory, be able to hear better. So it's going to be a long process, and uh, it's kind of a confusing time of my life, so to speak, because I've been hearing my entire life for the lack of a better term, but now I'm having to kind of relearn how to walk and it's a slow process. So if you're listening to this and you are wondering why it's called selective listening, it's because I can't hear you. Uh, I also love being able to ask people what they think I should be listening to and what I think you should be listening to because the way that we as musicians and the way as we as writers and all of these different types of creatives uh, have kind of progressed in our careers is being able to get influenced by different things. And I think that uh, hearing from other people and what inspires them might inspire you to go listen to something new. So I'm going to keep this episode uh, pretty short now. Uh, so we'll be back next week with my friend Aaron Liston, who is relatively new to Nashville, but he and I went to the University of Missouri together, and we didn't know each other back then, but he lives here in Nashville, and he is a musician here. So it's going to be a fun week getting to talk with more cool folks. So tune in next week for the Selective Listening Podcast with Aaron Schilb. And please remember that the world is your burrito! I'm a different kind of a rock and roll degenerate man! 